Make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on Colorado Festival of Horror, September 15th through the 17th. Yep, the modem died at uh, my old studio, so I am a new secret location with a fun-loving little bunny friend in the back. This is Kofo Live and Undead. I am your host, and I am joined by the amazing Jake Bird and Rich Varville, who will be coming on a little bit later. Whoa. <laughs> something on my face. Jake, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? <laughs> Good. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll have Rich uh, you know, coming on pretty soon. I saw uh, some messaging that uh, he was looking for the link. But, yep, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, Jake, you know, you've uh, you're a filmmaker. You yes. uh, just put out, uh, you know, uh, Adeline, and it's available on Amazon Prime right now and a number of other platforms. People can go watch it. The link is scrolling down below, and uh, it's also in the comments uh, section. Uh, you know, please, everybody who's tuning in, definitely do so after the show, okay? But uh, uh, Jake, for everybody who doesn't know you and your work, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, and how you got into filmmaking. Uh, well, I'm from, I'm Jake. I'm from San Diego, California. Uh, I got into this. I was originally going to go to uh, medical school. And as I was going along with my, my, my studies, I just, I wasn't really, wasn't really liking it. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to do something different. And, but I didn't know what. And then I met some friends and they were, they were doing the 48 hour film festival here in San Diego. And I've always liked film. So I kind of helped them out for, for two years. And then I noticed like I had a lot of creative ideas. So I said, okay, um, well, how am I going to do this? And so I started my own team Nice. and we, we did really well. We won audience choice the first time out and I said, okay. And then um, my wife at the time, was like, you know what, you should do a, a feature. I was like, no, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. So no, who cares, you mess up, we'll just do another one. I was okay. So I got into it and we did it. And as I was going through it, I'm like, I don't know if I really enjoy this like I thought I would. Hmm. And then, uh, so I kind of thought about it a little bit and then we, um, we got done and we put it all together. And although no one will ever see my first feature, uh, when we were done, I'm just like, yeah, this is this is what I need to do, cool. and 
from there, I just followed it and just kept going. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your first feature, it's not Adeline. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's something that, uh, you had to shelve or, you know, just never were able to finish. Yeah. We finished it. Hmm. Um, but it was, it was basically my film school. So, uh, my learning curve was steep and fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, but when we got done, it's, it's just something like, I was like, yeah, I don't want to show people this because it just was not good. But um, <laughs> so I, I shelved it and no, no one's going to see it. No. no. <laughs> no. So, um, <laughs> I, I totally understand. I've, I've been uh, part of those those projects and I've got several yeah. films under my belt where mm -hmm. also nobody will ever see. I will yeah. never speak of it. Never. <laughs> Mom's the word. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, well, well, that's cool. You know, what a great way to, to really, you know, uh, you know, learn, uh, you know, other than, you know, baptism by fire, by jumping in on, on, on that yeah. deep end of uh, filmmaking. Um, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, Adeline, what what this film is about and, uh, you know, what what drew you to it? Uh, you know, you had uh, Jared. Uh, is it Brito? Is that correct? He's the Brito. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, how that all started was I had original, uh, another movie, another feature that I was going to do. And our producer up in LA, the deal that we had with him, we had to come up with um, 30% of the budget. Mm -hmm. And so he was going to take care of uh, 70% of it. Uh, but we just couldn't get the money. We, we just, it was, we couldn't. And so um, with the money that we had, I go, hey, look, you know what? I have an idea. I've exhausted every avenue to find funding for this. I just can't find it. But with the money that I do have and the people I know, I feel that we can write um, a self-contained story, use the cast and crew from San Diego, and I think we could do something good, mm -hmm. a feature, and then possibly uh, sell it, get a profit, and then make this. And so he's like, okay, yeah, I like that idea. So. Um, I was trying to kind of trying to come up with some ideas like, well, what can we do that's self-contained? And I remember a friend of ours, uh, my wife and I, uh, a friend, she was talking about how she was going through postpartum depression. Mm. And so she kind of told me how it got really dark and this and that, and that's, that piqued my interest. And this was before uh, I started to make this film. So it was kind of in the back burners. And so when I was trying to figure out something self-contained, that came, I'm like, oh, yeah, this the postpartum. Yeah. So I started looking up uh, different films to find out that we're dealing with that. Right. Like, okay, this is an avenue that we can get. And um, we, I think it's like almost half of horror fans are, are females. Right. And so we're like, okay, okay, we have an audience for this. And so um, we just, I went to Jared. I go, hey, look, here's what we're thinking of doing. And um, I told him, I explained everything. I told him what I, what I thought, what I wanted to do. And he's like, and he, was, he said he was, like, a little apprehensive. He wasn't sure because he's like, well, I'm a guy. I don't know if they're going to believe it coming, the story coming from a male when it's a female, um, uh, uh, not a problem, but a female situation. And, um, and then, like, he said he went to sleep and he woke up and he had all these ideas, he had to write them down. And he, that's when he texted me. He goes, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So, um, and then I went, I went and talked to Rich. I had done a short with Rich and I really liked working with them. Nice. Like, hey, look, here's what I'm thinking, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
we have this much. Here's real. Up? Hey. <laughs> Speaking of the so, devil. Yeah. How are you, Rich? Like magic. How'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't see these hands. They're off doing all kinds of terrible things. Uh, Rich, how are you? Uh, Jake was just uh, talking about you, about connecting on uh, Adeline. Yeah, yeah. Doing fine. Hey, guys. Hey, Jake. Hey. Hey, Daniel. Good to meet you, sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we... Yeah. So I, I went. I went to Rich. I said, "Hey, look, here's my idea. Here's what I'm thinking. Um, do you guys want to be part of this?" And he's he thought about it for a little bit, and then he said, "Yeah, let's do it." So we kind of through him. I found a couple other people, and we just started. Um, just we just went after it. We all, we all liked. He he read the script. He liked it. Nice. Um, so let's do it. And we all wanted to make this something really good, and we just went after it. We got it done. That's awesome. Uh, you know, uh, for, for those of you, uh, you know, that, uh, um, are watching out there, uh, this is, uh, Rich Varville. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And, and uh, you're the director of photography for, uh, uh, Adeline. Correct. And I edited the film. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Yes. Nice. Double threat. I oh, love yeah. it. Double threat is right. Nice. Uh, you know, when, yeah, for for people that are a little unaware as to what a, a DP you know really does, can you tell uh, the folks out there you know what what your role was? Well, Jake and I got together. I don't know. It was probably we talked about this at least four, five, six months ahead of time, uh, and he had this idea for the film. Uh, and then we just kind of you know I just my job is to deliver his vision for the film essentially. Sure. And we talked about having kind of this prison-like feel to the house because, you know, it's that's, that's essentially the story. She's in her own prison, in her mind and in that house. Right. Um, and there's a lot of references to that throughout the film, you know, not to give any spoilers, you know, or anything, but she, she <laughs> likes to be confined in this house uh, because of her mental state. Um, so we, we kind of went with this 4,500-degree uh, palette throughout the whole house it kind of wasn't warm but wasn't too cold it was just kind of drab i guess you know it was very um sterile feeling and um you know the, at the premiere a few people actually mentioned that too they're like was that you know that kind of gave me an uneasy feeling just how you know it was just kind of cold and it's like yeah that's that's kind of the world that she's living in is this this isolation and you know, there's nothing warm and inviting about it. It's it's very uh, it was you know kind of a little bit lifeless. I think I think that was the intent. I think that's what Jake wanted for it. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, and we did a lot of creative shots to it. You know, when you're working on a on a single location like that, you know, it's a low budget film, so uh, you know we don't we don't have that luxury of traveling to exotic places and you know. Right. So we're confined in this house, which the story was written, you know, by Jared to kind of really uh, encapsulate that. So it worked very well. But when you're in one single location, you've got to use pretty much every square inch of the place, you know. So yeah. there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of you know strategy in moving gear and lights and moving set around, and it was it was a bit of a challenge. Nice. And, and as people know, the whole film is completely shot out of sequence, you know, and uh, luckily we had just a, an amazing actress in Sydney uh, Carville. She's just she's so great that, um, you know, she was able to go from just 
a really intense, scary scene to probably an hour later being just, you know, kind of, you know, sullen and just writing in her journal or whatever, you know, so whatever the shot was. So that, that takes a special actress, actor in general to really be able to pull that off, especially with the intensity of, of her portrayal. So Nice. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it sounds like, uh, um, you know, with, with, with uh, you know, these limitations, you know, smaller budget film and everything, sounds like you were able to really kind of inject a lot of innovation into it. Yeah, we, we didn't, we didn't have, yeah, we did a lot of that. And one thing I told Rich, I was like, hey, when we're doing this, I want the audience to be just as confused as she is. I don't want the audience to know what's real. And if she doesn't know, they don't know. They yeah. have to be on the same ride as her and they have to feel what she's feeling. And I think Rich helped me execute that perfectly. Because when nice. you watch it, you're just like, wow, this is, this is done very well. And she, like, nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Uh, Rich, uh, it looks like uh, you're frozen on my end. I don't know if uh, we're frozen on yours. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, he, okay. He canceled out oh, for a second. He'll probably died. It, it died. <laughs> oh no. Oh, that's too bad. Is it his phone? Uh no. Uh no, his computer. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fun thing about uh, some of these things. Uh, you know, they'll they'll use their their iPhone uh, mm -hmm. top on and forget to charge it, and, <laughs> and then it dies. You know, I think this uh, poor poor Rich. <laughs> oh, here he comes. There he is. Hello, you're back from the there dead. That was crazy. It just <laughs> everything went white. Didn't go black. It went white on me. So. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's too bad. Oh. Uh, Nick, uh, uh, Niels uh, Frazier uh, posted, rest in peace, Rich. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks. <laughs> that's okay. You're back from the dead, resurrected, ready for action. Oh, oh. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's such an interesting topic, too, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, uh, postpartum depression and everything like that. Um, you know, uh, it, with with the actress, were uh, you know was she able to um, yeah were you able to see things like uh, from a more of a female uh, standpoint? What, what was she was she able to you saying? Uh, well, uh, you through her eyes, um, or yeah, did were you able to get a lot of insight uh, into that? Um, she's not a mom, so she wasn't able to give us insight on that that perspective. Okay, but. She she brought a lot to the table. Her, her research was insane. Mm, yeah. uh, I remember her sitting down doing something, and I looked over at her, and she had a, this little um, this notebook, and there was pages of notes and notes and notes. Nice. Wow, she is she is she is ready to go. Nice. And she just um, yeah, she nailed it. She she was yeah, she was she was awesome, amazing actress to work with. That, that prep was pretty impressive. I mean, she knew the script better than anyone. Yeah. I mean, she oh, knew yeah. the line. Like, we could say, oh, it's scene 133, and she knew the line, and and without even looking at the script. It was it was impressive. Wow, that's talented. awesome. Very that, talented. That's awesome. Yeah, and yeah, you all worked together on, uh, you know, the 48-hour uh, film festival, right? Is that where, where you guys met? Yeah, several times, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, no, I actually met Rich through a short that I was filming. Uh, he came out and helped out with uh, with – with lighting and i just uh 
talking and this and that. And he came up to me a few times while we were waiting and we just chit chatted. And I really liked the, the vibe he had. And I really liked the way he was knowledgeable about a lot of stuff. And so I was like, okay, so someone I might want to work with again. And he was the first person that popped in my head when the feature, when we decided to do this. So. Nice. Yeah, well, to, I mean, to, to that, yeah, what you're saying there, Jake, I mean, that's uh, to anyone out there that's, uh, you know, aspiring to, be, you know, make movies and, and be in this industry. I mean, that's really what it's about. It, you're trying to find people that you, you work well with, that you like, you're all kind of, you know, uh, trying to achieve this, you know, common vision. And it, it's essential because, I mean, you're working intimately and and pretty intense, you know, because this, you know, we uh, originally the first part of the shoot was 15 days. So, I mean, to get 15 days and we're working 12 hour days, confined spaces and you got to move, move, move. So you got to have, you know, people that you like to be around. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's first and foremost, you know, they, they need to know what they're doing, obviously. But uh, but ultimately, the goal is, you know, Jake's the director. We're trying to achieve his vision for this film, you know. Nice. Uh, oh, <laughs> Uh, Elisa just uh, chimed in. I just bought the movie on Amazon. Can't wait awesome. to see it. Awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, yeah, being in close quarters, you know, kind of cramped conditions in there. Uh, was it uh, you know, did you find that uh, you really not only had to work fast, but uh, um, you know, was it always like a 15 day schedule or um, you know, did it start out as like a you know, like a 20 day schedule and, and just, just you know, get condensed or how did you approach uh, you know, scheduling things out? Um, you want to take this one, Rich? <laughs> well, it, originally it was slated for 15 days, which oh, okay. you know, on a film like this, you know, you can easily shoot the, a film like this in 15 days when it's, when it's oh. mapped out really well, yeah. a single location. Uh, we, we didn't have a giant ensemble of actors. Uh, so we could stay pretty focused on Sydney for, you know, probably 80, 85% of the film. Uh, but we encountered, uh, which happens a lot in films where we didn't really like after the first cut of the film or like, there's some issues we've got to resolve here. And, uh, and I told Jake early on, uh, <laughs> in the process, I go, listen, you know, you're, you're going to hate, you're going to absolutely hate the first cut of the film. You know, if you don't, if you don't want to like absolutely vomit and quit the business, then we're not doing it right. Cause it really, it, it, filmmaking is a process. Ooh. No yeah. matter how, how great you think your process is and you've got it all down, you know, you, you, it doesn't always work out that way. So you have to you have to have plan B or you've got to know how to troubleshoot. And uh, so we kind of went back to the drawing board a little bit uh, with Jared. Did some more research and there was there was something, you know, I don't want to give away, you know, things in the film, but. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was pretty much like this, the last act of the film. We just weren't really yeah. happy with it. And so we did shoot an additional uh, what, four or five days about five months later. Yeah. And uh, and that was essential to really getting this film to where it needed to be, uh, you mm -hmm. know, a complete story. Because it, it there was there were some issues that people that have seen the film might say at the very end, go, oh, I thought that one thing was kind of odd throughout the film. And then, oh, it explains it at the end. I get it. So without yeah. the reshoots, that wasn't possible. So, um, you know, so and unfortunately, sometimes that's what you have to do. You got to go back to the drawing board and, and you know, really make it happen. So it, it ended up being like 20 days, I think, shooting. Nice. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, something like that, 20 days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, even like you know, phenomenally big budget films, you know, they're they're constantly having to go back to the drawing board and, and do reshoots too. So it's you know, it's nice to see that it's just kind of you know, it's it's part of the process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I That's, mean, you, you try to avoid that, you know, <laughs> but yeah. but uh, you know, it's a, you, ultimately you've got to do whatever the story needs. Right. And you know, to all the filmmakers out there, it's always story first. You know, you could have yes. pretty shots, you could have all this cool stuff, but if the story's not there, it's all for naught. I mean, you have to have the story right. Yeah, it's, it's got to be tough, and is you know, especially for you, Rich. Like, you know, you're in the editing room and stuff. You got these beautiful shots and stuff, but you, you got no room for it. And you, you know, you know, pardon the term, but uh, you kind of got to drown some babies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know if it was so much that. I mean, to me, I mean, I've shot so much that, that that's irrelevant. I mean, I really, I I'm really focused on story. You know, yeah. uh, being DP and editor on this project, especially, you know, it's it's ultimately in the end, it's it's my responsibility to make all these cuts work. You know, right. you know, obviously Jake and I work on that, but I mean, I'm I'm the main one that assembles this whole film and the pacing and the flow and making sure right. we get all these shots right. You know, and then Jake comes in and kind of, you know, polishes it up, you know, toward the end. And we really, you know, so it it was a, it was a little lengthy process, too. Because of the reshoots, it really extended the post-production process. Right. No, that's cool. The uh, we, we do have uh, the trailer um, cool. that uh, that we can share with the, the audience, too. So let me uh, get that set up um, real quick here. Let me take this down and there we go pop that in there and then yeah uh we'll show everybody what we're talking about here's uh the trailer to adeline adeline had it all at least she thought she did adeline i'll take care of everything i love you i love you too Prepare yourself to be disturbed. Very disturbed. Sydney Carville, Wade Baker, in a Jake Bird film. Nobody's really perfect. Adeline, Adeline, stay on the phone. Adeline? The anatomy of a perfect nightmare. Adeline, I want you to stay on the phone with me, okay? Adeline! Provocative. Revolutionary. Unsettling, shocking, immersive, disruptive, Adeline. Nice. That That is a pretty cool trailer. Uh, Jake and I were talking about uh you know the uh you know kind of the art of of uh trailers before we went live and uh you know s some of the other uh teasers that you guys sent over kind of focusing on on different aspects and the suspense and and everything you using a, a lot of uh you know voiceover that you would see in in 80s and 90s uh trailers and stuff yeah i think this one's got a little bit of a i don't know i mean it's it's hard to place this film to me mm -hmm. I think it's very unique. I yeah. Think, uh, you know, a lot of actually things that we talked about, um, 
during the writing process was uh, research I did for a previous film mm -hmm. uh, that 55% of the horror market is women. Right. Internationally. So there are more. And I think it's it's that that element of like preying on fears. And, you know, there's just something about it. And and Jake and I both talked, you know, when he came up with this idea that was like, oh, this this probably will really resonate with women mm -hmm. uh, because it is such an ice, you know, isolated, you know, feel. And, you know, it's her children, you know, yeah. that's the main topic and, and dealing with postpartum. I mean, it, it's. There's a lot there beyond the horror of it for, I think, just to, for people to connect with, you know, like yeah. that, like, what would you do to protect your child? You know, I think that's just kind of universal. So I think that was a great theme going into the film. Yeah, uh, mo most definitely. It, uh, you know, uh, Jake, we, we talked about uh, uh, your screenwriter, your partner, uh, uh, Jared uh, uh, Brito. Yep. Um, and uh, um, yeah, how, how he how you guys uh, came up with the story on this and it sounds like you're, you're uh you know coming up with uh uh, uh you know some uh, some material for the next project um mm -hmm. but right now you know he can't join us because of the the writer strike going on right. um yeah that's that's something that yeah definitely need to you know uh make people a little bit more aware of it's like hey you know all the art and magic that you, that you enjoy comes from these writers and right now they're kind of being you know they're being pooped on and, and need to be cha you know, uh, championed yes i agree they need to be yes i agree with you they need to be championed a lot more than they get credit for yeah yeah it's, um what's well, a product of our times too because right. technology as technology is expanding streaming services uh the the major studios have have lied to pretty much everyone oh we're not making that much money off it when all of the the, the facts are are it's not true i mean they're they're raking in hand over fist i mean and they're it's just greed it's about right. greed you know and it's it's sickening because it's always it, it rolls downhill and the little guys always you know get the worst of it and the writers are uh, you know many times the unsung heroes they don't get yeah. enough credit yeah well, and this is it. so yeah it's, it's pretty disheartening yeah yeah most most definitely yeah uh yeah i just wish uh so many of these media companies would realize it's like hey pay everybody you know uh, their fair share everybody makes money yeah yeah uh, if if money is is the the set goal but uh um yeah at the same time too it's it's always you know great to to you know have you guys come on and and uh yeah be able to to share uh with with our audience uh all the cool things that that you guys do and and uh your art and learn more about your your process as well um rich i, I think you were just coming from uh yeah set to, to hop on with us yeah um yeah is it uh yeah can i ask i'm curious uh, is it another horror film that you're working on no not today okay <laughs> We we do have another one in the works though. <laughs> that, that's cool. With yeah. with Jake. Uh no, not with Jake. Hopefully, oh, okay. hopefully in the future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh Jake, can you talk a little bit about the the premise for the next project? The premise for the next project is it's um it's called the jeweler. It's hmm. it's set in 1999. Uh following following her mother's death, a young clairvoyant seeks out 
the only family she has left, which is a 75-year-old Holocaust survivor mm. that she was never permitted to meet. Um, but when she surprises her grandmother at her remote farmhouse, she learns dark secrets of her uh, family tree and re reawakens, reawakens the wrath of the jeweler, a feared concentration camp Nazi who went missing after mm. World War II. Oh, geez, that is, that is a... Uh, that is a deep subject. Wow, that's intense. Yes. Trying to find something different, some different avenue, bring something new. There's a lot of remakes uh, lately, and it's just like, ah, I want to do something different. I want to stand out. Yeah. I want to bring something different to the table. And so we um, we just thrown around ideas. And so uh, we, we came up with, and we kind of switched, we kind of uh, tweaked it a little bit, and that's that's what we came up with. Nice. Wow, that's uh, that that sounds pretty intense. That uh, that's definitely going to take you out of the uh, the realm of you know the the microcosm, you know, home as a cage, you know, type uh, yes. you know, kind of film. So th this sounds like the this is going to have uh, have something uh, that's going to be a little bit more traveling uh, involved to me. You know, I could be wrong. Yeah, there's going to be yeah, that it's very true. We're going to have to find some way to find places that look real similar to what we want. And that's, yeah. that's going to be a little, a little tricky, but we can do it. Nice. Um, yeah, you kind of getting, uh, getting back to like, uh, learning a little bit more about you guys, uh, personally, you know, and, and this is like, you know, pure fandom questions, but, <laughs> um, you know, what were your inspirations, you know, like in, in terms of, uh, like, uh, what, what kind of horror movies did you, and, and horror books uh you're gonna oh. grow up on uh you know uh, jake uh inspiration for this actual feature or just in general in general in general um well well i had a friend ask the other day like oh like what got you into horror films so much and i was thinking about it I'm like oh, i don't really know and then i stopped i go oh i used to watch scooby-doo as a kid and that's that's like the start of it that's awesome that's, uh, so I'm like, oh, I guess that's where it started. And then the other story I tell is more because it's funny. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom had told me that uh, she was asking me one day, like, why do you like horror films so much? I go, I don't know. And then one day she goes, oh, I figured it out. I was like, okay, what? She goes, well, when I was pregnant with you, I went and saw The Exorcist. And so uh, <laughs> and she goes, she was, she was really showing and they wouldn't let her in because she was like super pregnant. And so she went home and got a bigger coat and went back to watch it. Nice. I said, oh, okay, so I guess it's your fault. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Wow. <laughs> that's great. How about you, Rich? You know, it's kind of odd. I, I actually have a funny story as he was, uh, as Jake was, was talking about that. I remember distinctly being 11 years old. I grew up in Colorado in the forest, like in the sticks. Nice. And, <laughs> And uh, this was, uh, it was 1980, I was 11 years old, and my my parents had gone out for the evening or whatever. And at that, you know, 1980, yeah, you could leave your 11-year-old at home. But we were 20 miles outside of the city, and we had an unfinished basement. We were just building this house, and the, the house my parents still live in, in Colorado. And uh, in this unfinished basement, I had this little black and white TV, and the only thing it would play was horror movies. And it was like Frankenstein or whatever was on, you know, cool. whatever was on like Friday night, macabre, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, I think it was even maybe Elvira was, was big then, the, you know, oh, wow. uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so 
but I remember watching this sitting there by myself and it, and I wasn't scared. Yeah. I just, I went, you know, I, I got it, you know, like I get the entertainment value of this, but here I am alone in the forest in a cold, dark basement, <laughs> no lights on watching horror movies by myself. And uh, so I think it's, it's interesting how childhood memories and, and mm -hmm. events make an impression on you but yeah. see i grew up not i'm not really like a horror connoisseur or or uh, you know consuming horror films yeah uh, i just i love movies as a whole all right. genres all time just the i'm just always been fascinated with just the, you know storytelling because i i've written a lot of uh screenplays myself and I'm, i i love the writing process mm -hmm. and and taking those ideas that are in your head being able to craft them on on paper Right. and then make it into a film it it really is one of the greatest things you can ever imagine you know yes. and jake knows that process too when you start you know from inception of an idea and see it all the way through it's it's quite an accomplishment and no matter how successful the film is it's still a success yeah. to finish a film it's a huge yeah. success to even be able to to accomplish that so um but yeah i mean it's that's kind of where it started for me uh, you know at 11 years old it was it was just distinctly remembering that so i don't go as far back as jake you know in the womb but you know, <laughs> <laughs> that uh oh, that's that's fantastic uh well you know uh yeah rich it, it's yeah nice to to meet a, a fellow uh coloradan oh uh, yeah yeah then uh, can I ask, uh, uh whereabouts, uh, in, uh, Colorado are you from? Uh, Black Forest. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. Uh, yeah. My... The, uh, Falcon High School. Okay. Yeah. Outside of the Springs. Nice. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend's from that, uh, that area, okay. um, from, uh, Colorado Springs, uh, specifically, but mm -hmm. yeah, she, she used to visit a lot of friends in the Black Forest. And, oh, cool. And Why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's 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 always interesting to to see you know where where people you know draw their inspiration and you know where where they go forward. We were uh, Jake and I were talking about uh, his profession, working in uh, the medical field, uh, you know, and to see if you know, hey, you know, are you gonna ever gonna insert uh, some of that uh, into your your filmmaking? Because uh, I'm sure there's lots of interesting stories there. Yeah, medical horror stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Specifically, like, uh, if like any of the gore and violence is, is accurate. And um, it's, it's funny. Wait, I was just, you know, we were just talking about the, the Black Forest. And it, yeah. it's interesting, these journeys you go on, because I remember uh, at 15 years old, I loved writing. Right. And, but I, I didn't pursue that until much later in life. But when I was 15, I actually wrote a story based on around where I lived in the forest in this Ooh. creepy house that was about a quarter of a mile away. No one was ever there. So in my imagination, they were full of cannibals. And I wrote this whole cannibal story, this wild you know, horror story. <laughs> and it actually, if anyone ever remembers Fangoria magazine, I don't know if yeah. it's still around, it's but I actually around. got published. At yep. 15 years old, I got paid 150 bucks for this short story, like three pages or whatever. And uh, so it's it's really interesting. This journey is all these things are kind of popping into my mind that I completely forgot about. But I think that's that's the you know filmmaking isn't so much like oh grab a camera shoot. Right. You know there there's there's the ideas the story. You know there's so much complexity to it and so many elements. And I think that's the 
that's the funnest part of filmmaking for me. And you're always mm -hmm. learning something new and you get to work with new people. And it, yeah. it really is, it's, you know, and I've heard this said, you know, people that preceded me that it's, it's such a privilege to be able to do what we do. It really yeah. is because you're here. Here's a story. Here's a, I'll make it quick. This is, this is a good piece of advice for people out there too, that are, that are, you know, contemplating like, Oh, do we really want to do this? It's hard or, or whatever it is. Yeah. And and I, I'm not sure if your podcast is more about just horror film fans or people that actually want to be in the business, but I think this applies. And uh, and I tell this story when I'm doing public speaking events. And my sister, this is like six or seven years ago. I was very discouraged. And I was like, oh, I was just down because this business is tough. It's feast or famine a lot of times up and down. And um, and I was really kind of bummed out one day. And my sister calls me and my sister, to preface this, uh, suffers from um, a debilitating illness, uh, Epstein's bar that she'll for months on time, she'll be bedridden and just it, it, writhing in pain. It's very, very extreme. And it's, and they still can't figure it out. And she calls me one day and I, here I am kind of whimpering and whining about my life. And, uh, and, you know, I forget, you know, you, sometimes people will help put things in perspective for you. Yeah. And, and, uh, and she goes, you know what, you need to shut the hell up. I go, what, what, what? She goes, listen, when I'm, in pain and i'm in bedridden for months i'll yeah. put on your films or videos you've done or stuff and it takes my pain completely away i completely forget about it and i focus on what you've created and that's awesome that, that moved me so much that i i constantly tell that story because it, it puts things in perspective yeah. because we as filmmakers as storytellers have that responsibility to continue yeah. and to tell stories because you don't know who it's going to connect with or who it's going to help out there. And even right. horror films too, you know, people may yeah. think, Oh, horror films, you know, but it, you know, but it's entertainment, it's providing emotion, mm -hmm. it's, it's escapism and it's, yeah. and it makes memories. And think of all the horror films that we, you know, we've been exposed to in our lifetimes, amazing, you know, that preys on your fears. And, you know, I remember nightmare in Elm street when it came out when I was like 14 or whatever, terrifying at that time now you kind of look back on it going ah it's a little silly but yeah. you know, at the time you know just you know so amazing you know so anyway that was just wanted to throw that out speaking okay. of nightmare on elm street nice shirt rich i like it oh i know right yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll plug yeah. <laughs> people yeah. always say this is like oh you're nice hawaiian shirt dude I'm yeah. like, oh that's that's freddie krueger right there <laughs> yeah you got jason and leather uh michael yeah. myers on, on the sleeve yeah <laughs> oh, i can't make your oh there we go there we go yeah Oh man, that, that, that's quite the fruit punch right there. Where, yeah. where did you get that? I don't know. I, I don't remember. I got it a couple <laughs> years ago, and I probably online or something. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I'll wear this to like nicer events, you know. And people are like, "Oh, nice, nice. Line and then they go, "Wait, wait a minute." Yeah, black tie <laughs> events. <laughs> well, we know where the party is. It's wherever Rich is at. Uh, that's right. <laughs> you follow that's, Rich for the party. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, that's that's the beauty of you know uh, filmmaking is is it you know, it can be uh, you know transcendent and, and really affect people's lives in such uh, tremendous ways. Um, yeah, the yeah the other thing too is you know the the art of it. Uh, I mean, it's it's um, you know working with uh, crews and all these different talents. Uh, you know, it, it's quite the orchestra. You know, to yeah. to get that to. To, you know, to to work together and to massage all that uh, in into place, and you know, and you know, the film, the production, and everything—that's just creating the palette, and, and you know, you know, working with the director and the editor uh, to to really uh, you know piece that that painting together. 
Well, especially like you said, on on uh, smaller productions like this, there's yeah. fewer crew, so usually everyone's wearing multiple hats. Right. You know, right. and it and it you know it, it makes it a little tougher, for sure. I've been on big crews where there's been 40, 50 people, and uh, and sometimes that's worse. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, a lot of people standing around. So I, I like to stay busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it was it was good for us to have a small crew because we were in a small place, confined place. And right. It was easier for us to move around. Um, we were all kind of on the same page. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was the small crew for this was actually pretty nice, or at least for me. Yeah, um, I think for everyone, yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of small, small spaces. And we didn't have to worry about when we flipped around, who's going to be there. It was, it, was a, it was really nice to have a small crew that wanted to do something good for this and like had the, the film in mind and we just yeah. all worked really good and, and it, we flowed pretty well. I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was hard work, don't get me wrong, but it was to be surrounded by a bunch of people who are there to support you and, and have give you advice if you need it. Yeah. It was really nice. It was really comforting. Oh, that, that that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's always nice to, you know, you know, to be be able to, you know, really put the work in and, uh, you know, and, and then get the this, uh, you know, this piece back. Um, and I, I feel that, uh, like, you know, you know, seeing filmmakers, you know, work and everything, like even uh, even when it's, you know, finished, edited and it's out being screened and stuff, it seems like it's you know, kind of a living dialogue between you and the audience and it's it's constantly uh you know just this ongoing thing um yeah do you ever you know feel that you know, it's never really um uh stopped in terms of uh like responding to the audience and engaging with them and, and getting them to to see the film or you know when it's complete it's done and you're on completely to the next thing well I I, I fall under the, the ideology of like when you're done and you put out in the world, it's no longer yours. It's the audience mm. to interpret mm. it and, yeah. and uh, like them come up with ideas. So I really like talking to the audience, like, hey, what did you think? Like, what was your perception of this? Yeah. And so I really like that. So it's, so it's kind of an ongoing thing because like everybody's different. Everyone's got a different yeah. opinion about, about a lot of different things. So I like that aspect of it, of, of just allowing the audience, okay, I'm done. It's your guys' now. What do you guys think? Yeah. yeah. Makes it a lot more organic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we 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 don't just make movies just for ourselves. You know, right. we want yeah. people to see it. You know, we want right. different opinions. Some people are going to hate it. Some people are going to love it. They find different things. You know, you're not going to make everybody happy. And that's yeah. a great thing with entertainment. There's so much of it, you know, for everyone. There's something for everyone out there. But, you know, with like exactly what Jake said, you know, which once you make this, it's it's the world's now, you yeah. know, whatever you want to make of it and enjoy it however you want to enjoy it. You know, oh, that's that's cool. Um, we've just got a few more minutes, but uh, yeah, yeah. I want to say, yeah, thanks for for uh, being so generous with your time talking about uh, Adeline and uh, in your your creative processes. And, uh, um, you know, we can't wait to, to see what you guys, you know, come up with next, um, <laughs> you know, uh, rich, you know, uh, you know, Jake, hopefully you guys are working together on, on the next project along with, uh, with Jared, who we mentioned earlier. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, real quick, uh, you know, Jake, where can people go to, to follow you and, and, uh, you know, your, your progress? Um, 
my Instagram is uh, Jake Bird Productions. Um, I got to get more involved with that, but there, that's one way. And then YouTube, I have my my Jake Bird Production um, mm. page, so they can find cool. some shorts there as well. Cool. How about you, Rich? Uh, you can check out my website, rsvp-films.com. Nice. So yeah, a lot of the projects on there. Uh, I'm like Jake. I don't really, uh, I'm on Facebook, but I don't really do a lot of social media. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm that, pretty bad about that. That's probably safest. You're probably more sane for it. <laughs> probably. I have to agree. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's cool. Uh, yeah, guys, again, thanks for coming on the show and, and, uh, you know, talking about, uh, Adeline and, uh, for everybody that, uh, that tuned in, you know, thanks for, uh, you know, showing up and, and, uh, learning about these, uh, amazing filmmakers, uh, about Jake and Rich and, uh, all the cool shit they're doing out there. <laughs> thanks, all man. for the audience. Cool. Uh, stick around for a few minutes, but uh, I want to say, uh, you know, thanks to our uh, sponsors, to Mutiny Information Cafe. If you're going to start a revolution, make sure you're caffeinated. And uh, Hellfire Entertainment, thanks for rebroadcasting us on your social media, uh, to Groovy TV, and of course, uh, to our friends at uh, Alien Donut Films and uh, Angela Joseph Productions. Uh, yeah, Bill and Angela, thanks for all your support. And uh, to my producers, Lily Fisher. Amanda Armstrong and Stefan Santa Cruz. Uh, thanks so much, guys. And uh, yay. Uh, be good. Be kind. Help each other out during tough times out there. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Stay spooky, everybody. Have a good night. We'll see you 